Hey everyone, Grant K for the Flame Learning Channel. In this video, I'm going to show you how to prepare and access CGI multi-channel media in Flame. It's pretty much the standard practice these days to render multiple CGI passes in order to composite or tweak certain aspects of the animation at the compositing stage. This gives you a lot more control and flexibility when working with CGI as well as dealing with last-minute changes. So in Flame 2017 Extension 1, a new type of clip called the Multi-Channel Clip has been introduced to enhance working with multiple render passes. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Alternatively, if you are watching the podcast version of this video, then please type the displayed link in your favorite web browser. Here I am working in a project which is color managed using the Scene Linear Rec 709 sRGB color policy. The media we are using was rendered at Scene Linear, so this is necessary to work in the correct color space and display the colors correctly. I also want to point out that certain render passes are data passes, such as normals, motion vectors, etc. And these require their own color space settings to access the data correctly. We'll discuss this further at certain points in the video. For now, we'll start in the Media Hub and please navigate to the directory containing the downloaded multi-channel media. Now, multi-channel media is actually a very generic term. It could refer to a clip with a video track and two audio tracks. But in our case, I'm referring to a file which has had multiple channels of information embedded into it. For example, when you see a multi-channel file in the file browser, it will carry a multi-tag on the clip. If you double-click on the multi-tag, you can expose all the embedded channels in the file. So this one has quite a few different channels. We have a beauty pass, an alpha pass, an object ID pass, a Z-depth pass, a normals pass, and so on. If you look at the preview window and switch to the metadata tab, you can scroll through the various information and see the details of each embedded track in the media. So just by looking at the embedded multi-channel media in the file browser, you have a lot of information exposed to be fully informed. One item I'd like to point out before importing media into Flame is the render pass naming. The default behavior for dealing with render passes from multi-channel media is to display the channel naming in each render pass. This is quite useful because if your file has a very long file name, it's sometimes tricky to identify the render pass. But if you do want to customize the naming of the render passes, just switch to the format specific options, change the menu from metadata to clip options, and change the clip names from channel to any of the other options. This will update in the file browser, as well as the metadata section of the preview viewer. Let's leave it at channel for now. Switch back to the general menu. Now when importing multi-channel media, you set the multi-channel processing options before importing the media. So under clip options, the multi-channel processing is set to include alpha. So when you select and drag your multi-channel clip into the media panel, all the channels get separated into individual clips. This is not what we want, so undo the operation with Ctrl Z. 
When you click the pull-down menu for the multi-channel processing, you could choose a container option, but these are more appropriate for timeline work or sharing render passes with Lustre. At the bottom of the list, choose the multi-channel clip. Now select the media and drag it into the media panel. This time, you only get a single clip with an EXR format tag and a multi-tag. For all intents and purposes, you can use this clip in conforming, edit and VFX. The only difference is this clip contains multi-channel render passes, which can be used for a variety of post-production tasks. The multi-channel clip can also be cached, and this includes all the render passes. As a final point, using the multi-channel clip option does not affect single-channel clips. So you don't have to keep toggling these options in the Media Hub. Now let's look at how to use this clip. Switch to the Timeline area. As part of my example, I've already imported the BG clip, opened it as a sequence and added another video track. Now let's just composite the multi-channel clip on top of the background. Select and drag the multi-channel clip onto the second video track of the sequence. The new segment will behave like any other in the sequence. However, working at the timeline level, you have access to the RGB and alpha channels within the clip. So if you wanted to key this over the underlying background, just enable the Comp Timeline effects. There is no need to connect a separate mat, and this is not a mat container. The timeline knows that the clip is a multi-channel clip. If you want to composite this and use all the multi-channels, you use either Batch or Batch Effects. The behaviours will be the same when working in the Node Flow Graph. For example, I'll select this clip and call up the Effects ribbon. Enable Selection as Flow Graph and click Create Batch Effects. Confirm the Vertical Compositing warning. In the Flow Graph, you'll see the multi-channel clip with a grey output. This clip is currently in a collapsed state. So select the clip and press Shift-C to expand it. There are all the multi-channel outputs and they are always part of this clip. You can now use any of the tools in Batch or Batch Effects to composite your CGI. As I mentioned earlier, if we exit Batch Effects and switch to the Batch area, all the behaviours will be the same with regards to the multi-channel clip. I also want to point out that if you use the Import node to load your multi-channel media directly into Batch instead of the Media Hub, you'll end up with the same multi-channel clip. You can use whatever working style suits your needs. Now in case you missed a big benefit, which I showed in a previous video, if you use the Import node instead of the Read node, your multi-channel clip is managed by Flame. So caching as well as archiving is supported by importing through the Import node. Now ensure the multi-channel clip is selected and switch to the Extended menu. This menu will expose all the clip channels, their colour space assignments, as well as the clip and metadata information of the original multi-channel media. So you can hide channels or turn them on and off if required. What is more important is if you were sent an updated version of the multi-channel media, you could hold Shift and double-click on the clip. 
This will display the reels and you could replace one multi-channel clip for another. Or you could hold SHIFT-ALT and double-click the clip to go straight to the file browser and load the updated version. Any connections will be maintained and if there are any new channels, they will simply be added to the multi-channel clip. Now please switch back to the extended menu and look at the result view with F4. Looking in the clip's channels list, you will see the channel types column. This is quite important because knowing the channel type influences the colour space assigned to each render pass. For example, the beauty channel is mapped to scene linear sRGB Rec 709. However, channels like Z-depth normals etc. are handled separately to access their correct values without the influence of colour management. Keep pressing F4 and you can navigate the views inside the multi-channel clip. Looking at the view transforms as you navigate the multi-channels, you can see how it updates depending on the render pass and its channel type. Now these channel types are determined based on their naming conventions, which is what you see in the name column. Naming conventions typically differ between multiple 3D applications and render engines. So a concerted effort was done to identify as many naming conventions as possible to automate channel type identification and colour space assignment. For example, this CGI multi-channel media was rendered with the Arnold Render Engine in Maya. Flame understands the naming conventions and is able to assign the correct channel types. However, if you go back to batch and drag out an import node, the other supplied multi-channel file was rendered using Blender. If you double-click on the multi-tag to expand the channels, you will see that Flame has identified all the matte channels, but everything else has been set to scene linear Rec 709 sRGB. So importing the multi-channel clip in this state will result in incorrect colour information for the data passes. The bottom line is that Flame does not recognise the Blender naming convention. The good news is that the naming conventions can be driven by a Flame config file. Let's take this ambient occlusion channel as an example. The channel name is called RenderLayer.ao. In your favourite text editor, navigate to forward slash opt forward slash autodesk forward slash cfg. Open the file called channelrules.cfg. Please ensure you have the correct read and write permissions to alter the file. Looking in the list, you will see the various channel types that are defined in a multi-channel file. Scroll down the list until you find the AO type. Go to the end of the line and add in the ambient occlusion naming convention for the Blender multi-channel file. In this example, it is RenderLayer.ao. Once you are done, save your file. Now go back to Flame and exit the file browser. Drag out the import node and the browser will refresh. When you look at the AO channel, it will now be automatically recognised by Flame. So even if your render engine doesn't support multiple naming conventions supported by Flame, it's not too difficult to add them in and start importing multi-channel media. Finally, the multi-channel clip also supports the OpenClip workflow, 
which allows you to create a single metadata file that can link to separate render passes if you prefer that workflow. This allows the same flexibility for conforming, editorial and VFX. The other added benefits are that you can use other formats like DPX for render passes instead of just OpenEXRs. And you can also use the OpenClip versioning to update individual render passes without re-rendering every other render pass in the multi-channel set. I hope this has been informative and will help you make CGI multi-channel media easier to manage. Be sure to check out the other features, workflows and updates to the Flame 2017 Extension 1 products. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thanks for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Learning Channel for future videos.